Well, I don't want to take up too much time because as you see in the back, we have some good goodies back there. And we've been uh, talking about the importance of community in the church and these different things. And one of the things we read in the book of Acts was they gathered together around the breaking of bread. And so last week, I know you guys had a great meal and you ate together. And now tonight we've got a dessert party waiting for you right after. And then the disciples uh, next week are going to have a cookie party. So we're breaking all kinds of bread. Amen. But before we get into that, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time because we've got a lot of things we want to do. We want to honor our Elevate Life Church Awards tonight, and we'll do that towards the end. But uh, I want to go ahead and uh, take a moment to show you a little bit of what happened on our missions trip. Uh, this was our fifth year going to Mexico, and uh, every year that we go, God does some amazing things. Um, it, it, it just blows my mind. For one, the, the team that went this year was incredible. A lot of first timers uh, uh, for a lot of things, you know, going into Mexico, being a part of this trip. But just real briefly, when my wife and I went uh, five years ago, actually it was six years ago when her and I went on our own, I was invited to go there by Mr. H when I was working for him at the time. And he was telling me about what he does during the holidays. And he said, you need to come, you know, you need to, you need to come and, and see what's going on. Well, normally, uh, just like most people, Christmas is a big deal around our family. We always have a big gathering and different things like that. And so what I did, I was like, I couldn't miss that. So my wife and I, we went down the day before Christmas and we flew into San Diego and we went for the day and just uh, caught up with Mr. H and the team. It was actually my wife and I and Melina, who's in Stockton now, many of you know Melina Filkey. And uh, we went down there and was just really blown away by what he was doing and just really felt the Holy Spirit tugging on our heart as we went to these Indian reservations and they were out in the sticks, man. They were, you guys that have gone and know, I mean, we were out there uh, in the hills and seeing these people that in many ways had seemed so forgotten and, and were dealing with alcoholism with the men and the abuse of the women is so evident. And uh, we were moved on many occasions. And I'll never forget, I heard the voice of the Lord say, you need to bring people back next year. And my first thought was, okay, but God, who's going to come during Christmas? I mean, this is the busiest time of the year for everybody. We're all rushing to get presents for our families. We're doing Christmas parties. We're doing all these gatherings. And I heard his voice strongly, you need to, you need to bring a team next year. And so we were only six months old as a church when my wife and I went. And so next year came along and we put it out. And do you know, we had 20 people the very first trip uh, sign up and go with us. And since that time, we've been going every Christmas. And if you've gone on the Mexico missions trip, why don't you just raise your hand real quick? Look around the room right here. Yeah, that's a huge percentage of people that have gone on that trip. I want to ask any of our team that, that went on the trip, they'd like to come and just share a quick testimony about the trip. Anyone? Come on, let's see our bold people. All right, give it up for Mondo. Amen. So proud of Mondo. Mondo did whatever was asked, and you saw he has moves, y'all. He has moves. Okay. I'm going to get him back, too. <laughs> What's it mean? been friends for years um this trip i went to the philippines and i went here um really touched me because in the philippines i really didn't open up like you know i wasn't involved as much as i should have been i was pretty selfish in that area but uh, never acted before or did anything and so that was hard for me because it was uh an abusive father uh an abusive father abusive husband 
And that was very difficult because it hit home. Um, but <clears throat> I said, no, Lord, you know what? If I don't do this, then I'm, I'm still holding on to that. And I need to let go of it because I want that in my life. So that's how I was getting healed. But what God was doing was building my confidence, which I, I thought I had some. I, with, with baseball, I could do anything. <laughs> with sports, I, I, that's, that's part of the family thing. But things like this, I would never get involved because I didn't feel I could do it. I didn't feel I was conf- uh, smart or good enough to do anything. So when they asked me to do it, I'm like, man, I was dreading it. And then I, had, I drove, and that's an experience too. That's, 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 you know, that's another thing. It's not easy. But I had to put myself in the bottom and put God first. Because uh, these, like Sergio was saying, that these, uh, these kids are, and these young women are hurting. They're, they're, it's, it's sad to see. Uh, um, but when, they, when we came, I seen the joy in them, and I'm saying, wow. That's the joy of Christ, you know. And it's when you say yes to Christ, you fulfill that. And I tell people, because, you know, I work at Costco, and they've told me no all these years. They said, no, we can't have you, you know. And I said, no. And finally, one of my managers, I asked him two months ago, and, uh, and he said, no, I'm going to let you go. So uh, it was an answer of prayer, but it was an answer of prayer for me to grow in an area of my life that I felt like I, I could never grow in. And that's building my confidence in, in my dreams, fulfilling my dreams instead of always finding an excuse not to do it. So this trip really, really, really helped me to, to get back on track again on what I can do in my life and, and the people I could touch. And it's not, really, it's not even me. It's Christ really doing it and me allowing Christ to do it because, uh, you know, this is not our show. It's Christ. And, um, and when we come here, it's, 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 it's spiritual warfare. It really is when we're praying over these kids and praying over these, these women. It's, it's, not, it's not an easy thing, but Christ, you know, the love of Christ will always win over anything. And, and that's one of the books I read. I read a book of Mother Teresa. It talked about the poor of the poors, and I see it in Mexico. And then when I, when I read, I said, dang, this is what she talks about, loving on people, not looking at their circumstances, not looking at where they came from, but loving them unconditionally. And so... This is what Christ has done for me. And so um, I still work, but I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable now. I see visions in my life in business. I see visions that I, I was still kind of holding on to. I see victory in my life more than I've ever seen in my life. So I'm excited for that. So God bless you guys. And I hope you guys can make. <laughs> Amen. I love this guy right here. His first time doing a drama. Um, and he jumped right in there and he played that abusive father, uh, abusive husband so good. It scared me a little bit, a little, a little too good there. I was scared for Taylor. Uh, it was co-starring with him. No, but he did an amazing job. And like he mentioned, uh, he drove one of the vans, which is, is, a, is incredible in Mexico because, as you know, they drive different there. And we had to drive through a couple of storms, a, a, a rainstorm and then a snowstorm as we went through Tehachapi there. And uh, he did a great job, got us home safe. Who'd like to go next? Anybody? Come on down, Doug. Figured I'd get out of the way because I know Pastor Serge is going to demand me to come up here. <laughs> <laughs> you, forgot of an, you forgot an announcement. On uh, February 2nd, I'll be offering uh, dance lessons, as you guys saw, (laughs) Pastor Tina's birthday. (laughs) Um, This was a heck of an experience, Um, my my second mission trip, and oh my goodness, this was a different one, for sure. 
um, you know, I, I kept kind of quoting some of the stuff about the new Star Wars movies on this trip because how many of you guys have seen it? Anybody? If you haven't seen it, go see it. I've now seen it twice. Um, all worth it. But, you know, a big part of that movie, and I believe it's the best one, I mean, it really shows and exhibits hope. You know, and for a long time, this whole year has been a life-changing experience, but most importantly in the area of missions because I kept thinking to myself, you know, what's the purpose of missions? What's the point? The first mission trip, I was really, con you know, con I, was, I was frightened, you know, didn't know what to expect. And the second one, I'm thinking, oh, man, we're going to Mexico. What's going to happen here? But really what we do is when God says, let the light shine, I mean, we're allowing that light to shine, letting him flow through us. We're being that hope, that inspiration. You know, and for a long time, I went through a lot myself, and I love how Mondo was saying, you know, he went through things in his life, and it allowed him to grow. And this, this past year with you guys as a church, this past, these two mission trips have really helped me grow in so many areas that I never even would have imagined were possible. And that's what happens when you turn your life over to Christ. You know, I see Mondo at Costco. I'm always at Costco. I see Mondo and his light shining when he's there. I'm like... I, I'm addicted to going to Costco, and now I love going to Costco because I see Mondo, you know. But you know what? If it wasn't for Sarah Castaneda, me meeting her at Costco, you know, that's another reason why I'm here. So get your Costco memberships. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was an amazing experience. I'm super excited to go into this new year. You know, I love each and every one of you guys, and I just encourage every one of you guys that has not or even have gone on a mission trip in the past definitely go you know we go often you know and, and and as I said over there for so long I was active duty in the United States Navy for about six and a half years and I was used as a weapon you know military property it literally says that in your contract and for me to to say that I'm property of the Lord's you know and I'm going to be used as an instrument of the Lord in my entire life is so much more worth it than anything else. So, <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Doug one time, man. Really appreciate him. You know, and you watch these videos and you say, what are these guys? They're dancing around, they're, they're doing gritos and stuff like that. Why? That's what kind of mission trip is this, you know? But you got to understand, there is a method to the madness. Uh, after years of doing ministry, a lot of times I saw what Christians do when they go on missions is they don't connect with the people. It's like they take food and they just are like, here, here's your food, poor people. And, you know, thank God for it. We love you. And they leave. And what I found has been the missing element many times in trips like this is connecting with people and treating them as peers, not as poor people, not as broken people, as peers. And part of how we do that is by having fun with them. You know, laughing causes walls to come down. And so our team puts themselves out there and says, hey, laugh at us if you want. We're going to come out here. We're going to be goofy. We're going to do a skit. We're going to sing. We're going to do some gritos, whatever it is. And our, the, you see the people just open up uh, when we do the dance contest and, you know, all those types of things uh, that, that happen. And that's why you kind of see them doing these different things. Now, if you're out there, you go, well, I ain't going on a trip. If y'all going to make me do that, don't worry that is not how it works. It's not like we're making, like I'm meeting with them beforehand. All right, now, you're going to do this, and if you don't, you ain't going home. It's not like that. We just allow people to come out of their shell and let them know the purpose of it, and these guys have done an amazing job with that. 
So who'd like to go next? Anybody else like to come next? Uh, okay, I think we got Arnold and then Aubrey. All right, give it up for Arnold. This was Jesus, our Jesus on the trip. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Jesus was black, actually. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Um, I know, right? Um, so uh, there were a lot of new folks who went, uh, who, this, who, whose first mission trip this was. And I think one of the things that I noticed is that there was no complaining. No one had to be forced to do anything. There was a lot of enthusiasm. Um, <clears throat> and um, I think one of the scriptures that came to mind, and I wanted to share this um, when I was thinking about sharing tonight, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 9, uh, verse 19 through 23. And it goes, uh, though I am free... And belong to no one. I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. <clears throat> to the weak, I became weak to win the weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. And one of the things I have to say is, you know, you don't have to know Spanish because <laughs> I don't know Spanish <laughs> and I went. You don't have to know how to dance like Doug. You don't have to know how to sing or do gritos. I had to kind of fake it there, too. You just have to be willing. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know how to do any of those things, and um, it was a really good experience for me because um, pastor doesn't force anyone to do anything. He doesn't. But, like, you know, like, <laughs> well, like it says, you know, to, you know, you know to, to love God and lift others, the church, pastor, gives us lots of opportunities to practice that. This was one of them. And 2017 is coming up. Take the opportunities that you're given. You know, because if you don't know how to do something, don't worry about it. You know, you can walk. You can talk. You can carry boxes. You can drive. You can just be there. You know, you never know. And, I mean, I prayed for a few folks. I'm pretty sure they didn't know what I was saying, you know. But, you know, with, I was with uh, Clint. I don't know if he's here tonight. And we prayed, and neither of us knew Spanish, but we prayed for someone, and, and she was in tears while we were praying. And it was like, it, it moved me, you know, to know that even though I don't speak the language, you know, she was hearing God. You know, it was moving her. So you just have to be willing. Great word. Amen. So, so true. Um, those, the times that we had praying for people, I mean, people are just weeping. And feeling the love of God and the presence of God. I was blessed to take my kids. This was their, I believe, third time in Mexico. Fourth time for my son, Sergio. And uh, Selena came up to me after and she was so excited. She goes, Dad, I was praying for girls. And, and they were just breaking under the power of God. And I'm just so proud of her and just so grateful that our kids and our church has the opportunity to experience God like in the book of Acts. 
And it's just what Arnold said. It's not about what you know. It's about your willingness to just step out and do the gospel and, and just do it. We, I was so blessed also uh, by Cynthia, who was uh, her first time on a trip as Eddie Cobb's sister. And she has only been serving the Lord here with us for a short period of time. And um, she shared her story out there uh, to the women. And you saw it on the video. And I was just so blessed that somebody who's just kind of coming in to the things of God would just step out, first of all, go on a missions trip with all these crazy people, and, and then be able to get involved and share her story, share, and it touched so many people on that reservation that I know are going through some of the same things, and I, it, it moves me seeing God move through the team every time. Well, Aubrey, why don't you come and share your experience? Aubrey, this was Aubrey's first time out of the country and on a missions trip with us. Yeah, give it up for her. Hello. <laughs> So some of you guys know I have a really bad back. Um, so before going on the trip, I was really hesitant and really scared, to be honest. Um, even up until I think like the week before, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. Like my husband's not going. And what if my back goes out? What am I going to do? You know, and my parents were telling me not to go. My mother-in-law was telling me not to go. All these people were like, don't go, don't go. And, you know, thoughts in my head were like, okay, maybe I shouldn't go. But then something was still saying, no, you need to go. And so my husband is, of course, the same way, pushing me to go, encouraging me. You know, I think something is holding you back, um, and you need to just push through that. And I said, okay. So I went. <laughs> um, and I am so thankful that I did go because my back was completely fine the entire time. Um, no pain at all. I, and the biggest thing for me was that I didn't have to take any medicine the whole time. Um, <clears throat> I even carried it with me the whole time I was there. So I was just really thankful for that. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me was that taking that step of faith, you know, stepping into the unknown for me, that's a big deal. It's something I definitely still struggle with sometimes and seeing how good God is and how faithful he is. And all the things that I was able to experience there because I didn't let my fear hold me back. Um, and uh, as I was praying for people, it's just crazy how you can feel their pain. Um, at the orphanage, even before we got there, I was crying just the whole time in tears. You know, you can just feel their pain. You can see it in their eyes. And just to be able to be there and pray for them and just love them and be able to bless them for Christmas was just such an honor. You know, I love kids and helping them and loving them and, and just being able to um, give them Jesus for Christmas. You know, um, being outside of the country and they don't even understand. Like Arnold said, I've never experienced someone crying in my arms praying for them and then them not even understanding me. That was crazy. Um, it was so awesome. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys, don't let things limit you because God is bigger than that. Um, and so if there's something that you're going through and, you know, you want to go on a mission trip or something in your life, just, just take that step of faith, because I did, and I experienced so much more because of it. So I just encourage you with that. I'll just take a couple more, and then we'll move on. Okay, come on down, Nana. Give it up for Nana. Take, stay, stay, stay right there. There you go. 
I was going to show you how I am now. I can go back and forth, <laughs> up and down, because I was scared, like always, for my knees. Um, give me a problem then, and I don't want to be a problem with, you know, everybody stay with me because I can walk. But I, in the last minute, I says, but God, what, what's going to happen? All these kids, they don't know Spanish. So what are they going to do? They don't know how to pray for the people. I need to go. So I called my son. I says, Eddie, if you're not going, I'm going anyways because they need me. Something is calling me there, Amen. so I have to go. Amen. I'll be okay. And my knee was hurting me for the whole month. And when I, that day, when I decided to go, my knee started getting better and better. And you see me sometimes, I can't even walk. I just hardly walking outside. But the whole time, God is so good that blessed me all the time with a huge family take care of me. Pastor Tina, I want to say you have a, a wonderful family. They all care for me. Your little baby never complain. They they so good right there helping everything for what we need. So I'm so happy for that. And I want to say thank you, Pastor Sergio, because you're there for me all the time. And I want to say for 40, over 40 years, I was in another church, but I, I never learned what I've been learning here since the last time that I'm here. I learned so much, and this last two years that I've been going to this mission trip, I grow so much. I can feel it. When we got over there, I was so like doing what they're doing all the time, helping and do something. I forgot about, I was sick. I just forgot. I was just ready. And in the mornings, I was the first one that I called to the, to the area because I don't want to get in trouble. Pastor Sergio, <laughs> get me in trouble. So Nana was there. And so um, I feel like going and say, my heart, it feels so full of love. I'm not lying. That's true. I feel so excited to go and see those people up there and go and, and give them love because I have a lot big heart for everybody. I love everybody. But I want to say sorry about thinking about the young kids. They don't know how to pray. They don't know what to do there because they knew. And I said, I already know. And I can talk Spanish to them. Which is what? Pastor Sergio tells you don't need to know Spanish. You just need to go and pray for them and they're going to feel it. Exactly. I was looking around and everybody, all the young kids was praying like Selena, breaks my heart when she, I hear when she told pastor, I pray that, I pray. And it's, it's so beautiful to young kids feel like praying because we take some gifts, we bring stuff to them, but they need love. That's what they need. And it's so beautiful to share what you feel. They have love from you and him, so they share with them. They, they need it. They need it. And I, this girl, that never, I never hear talking, but she was saying, Jesus, Jesus. And I know what she was asking, Jesus, something. I, I don't know if she has a problem to talk, but that's what she was saying. But it's so beautiful to go. So I can tell you, still room. It was room in there. So we, next time we can take 10 people more, <laughs> and, um, and they can help us. Spanish or English, but they can help us. Good <laughs> effort, Nana. 
she, uh, it was cool because she also got to go on the trip with her granddaughter, Nayeli, went. And what is Nayeli, 10 years old, nine years old? So Nayeli was our youngest at nine, and uh, Nana was our oldest <clears throat> at her 60s-ish. Let's just leave it at that, amen? So, man, I'm telling you, uh, we want to, well, hopefully we take a good group next year as well. Do we have somebody else back? Come on down, Vlad. Let's give it up for Vlad. Now, Vlad is from the greenhouse where Pastor Cheeto has been serving and working there. And he's also a part of the Rise movement here. And uh, he found out he was a Russian soccer star on this trip. And he, he didn't even know that. That's what Jessica uh, was telling everybody on the, uh, uh, on the reservation. And, and he competed. Tell them a little bit about your trip. Well, um, I'm Vlad, if you guys don't know me. <laughs> but um, it was a crazy experience because, like Mondo was saying, the skits, I've never done anything like that. Like, I'm shy. I, this is hard for me to come up here. And... Jessica was asking me, she's like, Vlad, can you be in the skit? And I was just like, I don't know. And she was like, okay, I'll give you time. But remember, this is for them. And I was just like, all right. I, I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, you know what, Jessica, I'll do it. So my role was the drunk friend with Corey. <laughs> and I, I was actually able to relate to that because, like, a few years back, um, I had friends like that, that would get drunk, get high, and I would too, because, you know, stupid, but, um, but yeah, that, like, stood out to me, so I was like, you know what, I'll do it, because the kids, maybe even the parents need to see it, and then the last night that we were there, like, it went by so fast. I just remember checking my phone on, like, Friday. And I looked at Clint. I was like, it's crazy how we're leaving tonight. He's like, what do you mean? Don't we have, like, a day left? I'm like, no, nah, we're leaving tonight. He's like, man, that's crazy. And it was just hard for me because I shared my testimony up there. And I was talking about how my dad was an alcoholic. And I seen all these guys out there, and they're all drunk, like, the dads so I don't know I felt like I had to say it even though I kept saying like I don't know if I could do it I don't know if I could do it still did it I had to say it because I felt like they needed to hear something Good job, man. Good job. Good job. he shared his testimony for the first time his own experience with that he went through with his father and uh, I tell you what it was a God moment because that we went to one of the reservations and um, this was the first time ever all the men showed up and they were standing in the front and they were all drunk out of their out of their minds and it was the weirdest thing because normally they stay in the back and this time they came right up in the front and they were just kind of had their little attitude and stuff and they tried to put a wall between us and the women and kids and for Vlad to get up in that atmosphere and share his story for, with, their, with their daughters and sons around, hearing him share his experience and what God did for him. I know it was, a, it was a huge deal for him, but it was also a huge deal for those kids that were there. And so, um, so proud of you, Vlad. Give it up for Vlad one more time. <clears throat> Amen. Do we have one last person? Is that Corey? I've seen Corey's hand. Come on up here, Corey. 
Mr. Corey Lowe. First missions trip with us. Was that your first one ever? First one ever. Go ahead and tell them a little bit about your experience. Um, well, my sister went to last year's and uh, she said this is a must go because it's a different experience from our last church. And so I was like, sure, yeah, I'll go. October came. I backed out. And then it didn't feel right, you know, because um, my mother always told me, you have a purpose in this world. There's a reason why God saved you. Because um, backstory, I I shouldn't be here because uh, my father, he didn't want me. He wanted to abort me. But she decided to keep me, and he he left her and decided to just go on in his life. And she raised me and my two older siblings by, by herself. And so that motivated me to just go. So I said, yes, I would go. And, and, and uh, when I got there, the first night I got to the orphanage, I had a really bad migraine. And I have a really bad history with migraine headaches. And it just kept bothering me the entire night, even after eating dinner. I was just sitting out there. I was just trying to get pastor's attention, but uh, <laughs> he walked past by me, so I was like, hmm. Maybe, maybe I'll wait here a little bit longer for him to, you know, just come right back and see me. And then Mr. H comes out. He says, Jesus told me to take a walk, and here I am looking at you. And I just told him that I have a really bad migraine, and uh, he said, how long have you been having migraine headaches I said since I was 10 he said is your father around I said no and he said how long has he not been around he said well he passed away when I was 10 and he said when did you give your life to God and I said I gave I gave my love to God when I was 10 and he gave me a Bible verse to read and it was Ephesians 6, 10 to 12. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the, of the devil. And at this part, I cried because for so long I've been hiding behind my parents and my pastor to just pray over my problems when Jesus, he gives us the power to just get get rid of it and for so long i've been thinking that i've not i'm not strong enough and i'm not good enough to you know pray over myself or for other people but then this trip it really opened my eyes that jesus gives us the power no matter no matter what you think you are and then he he gave me this book and said when you read this book later tonight your migraine headache your migraine headache will come back and so I started reading later that night, and it came back. And then he, he also told me, when it comes, pray out loud, and just, and it will go away. I started praying, and it just went away. And I believe that this trip opened my eyes that no matter how weak that you think you are, you're still worthy, and, you're, and Jesus gives you the power to pray for yourself and others, and that you're strong enough to overcome anything. You, 
so proud of this team. It is just amazing every time we go out what God does. And maybe we'll take some more uh, testimony. I see some other people raise their hand at the last minute there. Maybe we can do that at the end. But I want to move on along here uh, and, and wrap some things up. Uh, but again, thank everybody on that team. This was a different year. Usually we have uh, Pastor Cheeto or we have his sister Jessica. They're helping and hosting. And I saw that our man Eddie Escobar got an impartation from Cheeto. And he just, he did an incredible job. And then Norma stepped up and she hosted and she was helping in the orphanage and, the, and everything. And these two really uh, stepped up and took that Pastor Cheeto anointing over there. And it was really, really great to see uh, everybody, all of our drivers um, did an amazing job getting us there safely. It was a, a, a task to drive there with the rain. We went through rain, fog, snow, uh, you name it. We drove through it and got everybody home uh, on time to be with their families on Christmas Eve. And for that, I just thank everybody that uh, helped make that happen. And those of you families that had to watch the kids by yourself because your spouse was going on this thing or you had to stay home while your, you know, your loved ones went away, thank you. And you do share in the fruit of that experience and all that God did. Amen. Well, I don't want to take up too much more time. 2016, uh, here we are at the end of it. And, you know, it was a tough year for celebrities. Amen. Lost a lot of celebrities. Princess Leia dies and then her mom dies the next day. And then, uh, you know, we lost a lot of musical groups. Uh, some people are still uh, uh, tore up about George Michael. Uh, we, lost, we lost Juan Gabriel. Come on, somebody. Prince died. Maurice White from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and all these other stars. It's, they, they said that this was one of the worst years in history for the entertainment industry because it lost so many people. And I know as a church, we lost some loved ones here. Uh, this, this past year, my, my cousin Eli passed away early on, and Daniel Labrado went to be with the Lord. And, and uh, a lot, we went through some loss, but there was also everybody experiences good things as well. And as hard as the year was, I just challenge you to, to, to pull on the good things. There were some great things that happened. Yes, we lost some loved ones as a, as a church family, but we also saw some weddings uh, here. We saw the Bradfords tie the knot. Uh, Dale and Anna made it official and got married. Yeah. We also saw Eddie Escobar and his beautiful wife, Antonia, get married. Uh, and, and then we had some we had some babies, right? Baby Zoe. Uh, who else did we have? We had uh, who, the, the Amanda and Arnold's daughter was born. And, and we had, I think there was three or four, birth, four, four births. And I know there were some on the way for 2017. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, and now we're waiting on that Delgado baby coming soon. Uh, Evelyn and Israel have one coming soon. Um, these are awesome things. These are these are awesome blessings. But I say all that because you know what? There's a lot of people over the next day and a half are going to be talking about how tough and how hard 2016 might have been. And yes, there are ups and downs in every year. But I want to challenge you to always cling to the good. Cling to the good. What were the blessings that happened last year? Because if you become a person that only sees the bad, the bad is all you'll get. Learn how to see uh, the silver lining. Learn how to see the light in darkness. And I just want to celebrate with you as a church. We had a, we had a good year. We had a good year, and I'm excited about what God is going to do in the new year, year here. I just want to read you these things that, that you guys did. This is fruit 
to your account and ours as a church. Worldwide, um, we had the awesome opportunity, and this number blows me away. We took 50 people to 10 different nations in this last 2016. 50 people. Yeah, give Jesus a hand clap. Now, what makes that so significant is on our, on our books, we have a membership of 200 people. That means a fourth of our congregation obeyed the Great Commission to get out there and, full, and, and to go to the nations. And that's a huge deal for a church our size. And I just pray that as we continue to grow, as we continue to multiply, that those things are going to take place. If you guys in the back could just hold off on that for a little bit. Uh, right now, just causing a lot back there. Just we'll, we'll get to the goodies in a little bit, and I'll give you time to set all that up in a little bit. Amen? But because I, 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 don't, I don't want you to miss this right now, because this is important. I need you guys to see uh, what God has connected you with. It's so important that you guys understand that the thing that God has called you to do and that God has called us to do collectively, uh, is, is, it's powerful. It's a miracle. It's nothing short of a miracle that a church our size from the location that we are from, from South Sacramento, come on, with our backgrounds, come on, somebody, from, from the, the kind of people that some of the things we've come out of, and look what God's doing in this place in this school, in this auditorium here, what's coming out of here. It's nothing short of miraculous. So we took, in, in the Philippines, we ministered to close to 6,000 people uh, in that week-long time that we were in the Philippines. Uh, we, um, we ministered to almost 1,000 kids a day in the schools, and then nightly, over 1,000 people came out to the basketball uh, tournament and were able to experience the gospel through skits and different things like that. Not only that, but because of the, your generosity, we were able to go and bless an entire village with a scoreboard for their auditorium there, and that was because of the generosity of this church. In Mexico, we fed over 150 families for Christmas and we provided uh, toys for over 200 children there in Mexico because of the generosity uh, of you all, because of the tithes and the offerings. In Indonesia, when I was in Indonesia last year for three days, I was able to minister to 5,000 people in that three-day span at the church we were at there. In Malaysia, we sent our first student over to be a part of the School of Acts, and while I was there for that week, we taught students from five different nations right out of Elevate Life Church at South Sacramento. In Trinidad, uh, myself and Diego got to go with me on that trip. We ministered to the church, the Apostles Ministry, and helped cast vision for Pastor Kirk. Pastor Kirk went on his very first missions trip with us into the nation of the Philippines because of what we're doing here every single Sunday. Now, Pastor Kirk's been in ministry for over 20 years, but he caught this thing that we're doing here, and that's all because of your generosity. Uh, the Dominican Republic, Pastor Vince was able to go, and we were able to help support the Impact International uh, uh, ministry that he heads there, and they built a brand-new uh, baseball stadium in an underprivileged area there, and we were able to sow from our uh, missions account into that. In India, 
India, we ministered to over 500 pastors and church leaders and ministered to close to 1,000 people in Delhi, India from right here, that team of four people from South Sacramento, from Elevate Life Church. Uh, we were able to, uh, on the, we also had some other nations that we were able to go through, Dubai, Taiwan, and Thailand, where Jonathan went and spent a week there helping uh, Pastor Raymond Mui with a healing crusade. All that, look around the room coming out of us, this family. Come on, give God some praise for that. I want you to catch this, our local outreach, our Easter outreach. These are all estimated numbers. So please, I'm not uh, fudging on the numbers or anything like that or trying to speak evangelistically and making everything bigger than it is. But these estimates, our Easter outreach, we, 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 we met with a, close to 1,000 people out here in the park. Our summer basketball, and this is very, it was probably more than this, but we saw close to 100 students join that from this neighborhood. And we're estimating another 100 people came out to just watch every week. And that's probably very, there was probably more than that from the summer basketball outreach. Our VBS in the park, we saw close to 80 kids register for that three-day event that we did right there at Rudder Park. Our trunk or treat was somewhere between 800 to 1,000. They are estimating right now, this was our largest yet. And we're so proud of everybody that was a part of that. And we're able to bless the guitarists with a, a new uh, flat screen TV because they won that competition there. Our Christmas outreach, this was our biggest ever and with our best toys ever because of you guys. You guys brought in some incredible toys. We gave away big wheels. We gave away action figures. We did good last year, but because of our toy drive, we were able to do so much better for the kids in the community, giving away bikes that the, that the uh, police department donated. And we estimated we gave gifts to over 200 kids in this uh, neighborhood right around here, and that's because of your generosity. Outside of that, we were able to bless six other families where we provided Christmas gifts and finances for six other families in the area that we heard about through different church members and things that were falling on some hard times. And this is all because of you. And, I, and because of that, I just want to thank every single one of you that calls this church your home. My wife and I, we, we talk about it all the time, how grateful we are to pastors such people that get it, that understand Christianity is not about just being in a building on Sunday mornings. It's about getting involved. It's about carrying Jesus to others. It's about bearing fruit. It's about being a disciple. It's about serving. It's about crucifying self to the degree where we lay down our lives so that others can be blessed. And people, I'm, I'm blessed to tell you we're just getting started. Amen? We're just getting started. It's only our sixth year as a church. Building the church, we saw four One Sisterhood Girls Night Out events. We, at, we estimated about 150 women at each gathering. Many of those women that come in do not go to this church. And it's our way to reach out to others uh, in our community, uh, the ladies that you work with. Uh, we had our, our men's barbecue and father-son outing. We saw over 100 people uh, come out to that. And that's a great thing. The men got to go out and watch the A's win this year. And then we got to eat some great barbecue, all while hearing a great word from Jesse Delgado at the men's barbecue and, and experiencing some great fellowship and breaking of bread together. Uh, we also had our two discipleship groups completed. We have 20 new people that came through the discipleship groups these past, this past year that are added to that number of disciples 
individuals that we've raised up in this church, uh, and that's an awesome thing. We also launched and completed our first year of School of Leaders, and we had 25 graduates that you're going to see next Sunday uh, finish that course, and we're so excited about what God did through that. We launched our new ministry to youth and young adults, Friday Night Awakenings. The first two have close to anywhere 100 and 150 young people in attendance, and that's been a major blessing. And we also launched the Rise Movement, which is our movement towards uh, middle and high school students. And they've been having house parties. And guess what? We're, they're already outgrowing the houses. They've had 50, 60 teenagers come in, and they pile into those living rooms. And thanks so many of you for opening up your houses, Zambados. We also had uh, uh, Sonia Labrado open up her house. Thank you so much uh, for that. But God is doing so much in those things. We had our annual Singles Awakening. God did so many miracles there. We had our Marriage Awakening in Lake Tahoe. And I still hear so many testimonies about things that God did in those meetings. And I say all that to say, people, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for catching the vision from heaven. This, you know, I wasn't smart enough to come up with a vision like this. This is not me. This is not my wife. We are simply vessels that God has called, and we have an incredible team. We're so grateful for the Rosados and the Fieldings and so many of you that have come up through the ranks and are taking a hold, and our head ushers and our head media people and the Delgados and the different ones, so many of you that have come alongside to make this vision possible. Guys, we're just getting started. Our best is yet to come. And you know what's crazy? We don't even have a building yet. We don't even have a building yet. I cannot wait to see what is going to happen in the next five to ten years in your lives and in the lives of this church and in the lives of this community. And I thank you guys. You guys are the stars of this story. Everybody that when the bucket goes around on Sunday mornings, you faithfully give your tithe. You faithfully give offerings. You are the ones that keep this thing going. We need you. And I say all this in our last service of 2016 because I want to challenge you and I want to ask you for this next year, partner with us. Make a commitment to the house of God to be a part of growing more fruit. And if you haven't been a part of our missions, you need to be a part of that. If you haven't been our local local outreach this year, we're going to another level. I'm just declaring it right now. You know, we got to do more than an egg hunt. Come on, somebody. We're going to go to another level of what we're going to do out here this year in our community. And, and we can only do that if people like you continue to lay down your lives and serve in a department, be a part of the kids' ministry, be a part of the youth movement, be a part of the usher team, and do it with a good attitude. Not getting upset because somebody didn't tell you the right thing the right way. Well, I didn't like how he said it. And I didn't, you know, putting all that baby stuff aside. And even in conditions that aren't the best, we can still thrive. Even in conditions where we're working with people that are doing their best to lead, but they might not do it all right. You're okay. You're not getting your feelings hurt. You're going to be just like Corey and his story when I walked right past him and God met his need another way. Amen. I love that. I love that. We don't have time for that stuff. People are dying. People are hurting in this community and around the world. And all we've done is said yes to the Lord. And again, I want to thank you guys for all of your faithfulness and all of your obedience. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this in the coming year. You've seen the fruit. You know what we're about. I want to challenge you this year. If you're not a regular tither and you call yourself a member of Elevate Life Church, 
I want to challenge you. Get involved and be a part of the giving family. We need you. I get asked all the time, well, where, when's our building coming, uh, uh, Pastor? When, when are we going to get our building? You know what the bottom line is uh, for us getting a building? We need everybody to do their part. And everybody is not yet. You know, all the stuff you're seeing, that's not even having. There's so many of us that are, call ourselves members of the house that are still not tithing regularly. You give when you can, and praise God, we're thankful for that. But what would happen if every single member said, I'm going to make a commitment to give the tithe that the Bible asks for. I'm going to make a commitment to get involved in God's system for the New Testament church and do my part, as little or as big as it might be, giving my 10% to the house of God. What can happen? Amen? Another two other good things, and then I want to receive an offering, uh, our last offering of 2017 or 2016, and that is this. Two great things we were able to do this year. We secured a church office. Did you know for the first five years of this ministry, my wife and I were running this church out of our house, and it was difficult. This past year, we were able to secure an office. That's where we've been doing our leadership school, and a lot of our business stuff is now being able to done, be, be done there, and again, it's because of your faithful giving. And also, I'm able to announce to you that for the first six years of this ministry, I had to work other jobs. At one point, I had two other jobs that I was doing and pastoring on the side. You know why? Because I believe in this. And if I got to lay down my life, then that's what we got to do. And there was a season where I had I had my own business. Starting 2017, this past couple months, I've been able to be full-time your pastor. And I thank you for that. Thank you for that. I thank you for that because that allows me to be a better husband to this woman right here on the front row. This allows me to be there for my kids and not have to sacrifice that because we have people in the house that have not gotten a revelation about giving to the things of God. You know, and I'm, I, we, we've, our family has sacrificed, we have sowed, we've gotten to this place, and we're so grateful for all of you that have partnered with us. And as we end 2016, I want to challenge you. And I want to, I want to, I want to just commend those of you that have, do, have been doing it and those of you that are going to start. We're going to do great things if everybody just obeys God in their giving. We won't be stopped if everybody will just stay faithful to the Lord in their giving. There's so much that's ahead because, listen, not only am I just now coming as a full-time pastor, our entire staff, Pastor Cheeto works outside of the house. Norma works outside of the house. Our administrator, Jessica, who's just having a baby, she has a job. We've been doing this whole entire operation with a part-time staff. And the future is going to call for us to have people that can dedicate their lives to you so we can pastor you better, so we can do better for your kids in the children's ministry, in the youth ministry. And I'm only casting vision because this, I want you to catch this tonight, you're important. You're important. I don't care if you're on welfare, your giving is important. I don't care if you own a business, your giving is important. And, and, and like, I don't know who it was that got up here and said this, but this might've been last week. I was listening to the testimonies from last week. You guys did an amazing job, but somebody was saying you part of why God puts you in the, in the body is because there's a function that you have to meet. And you know what? And when you get involved in what God is doing, God gets involved in what you're doing. And we all need him in our marriages. We all need him in our businesses. You, you know, and we all need him in everything that we're doing. And we've got to stop making excuses for why we don't do what God wants us to do. 
because I'm serious about reaching these people in this community. I'm serious about going to whatever nation the Lord opens up. I'm serious about uh, raising up disciples and opening up the nation so that people like you, like you heard Corey and Vlad, man, can come to a church where they can, they can uh, uh, fulfill the great commission in their own life. That's an awesome thing. And you guys are a part of that. So ushers, if you'd please stand right now and I want you to pass out envelopes. Uh, and I want, I want the body to, I want you guys to prayerfully consider this coming year to make a commitment. Say, Lord, I want you to help me become a regular tither, a regular giver into this mission. We are, you guys are a generous church, believe me. But you know what? There's still a lot of us that haven't made that commitment to say, I'm going to do my part. That's all God is saying is do your part. You know what's also amazing about all that stuff that we saw on the screen? We never had to come to you for a single extra offering in 2016. Everything, every outreach we did, we had families step up and cover the whole outreach. We, the only time we came uh, to you for second offerings was when we had a guest speaker. And we'll continue to do that because that is a biblical principle to give you opportunity to sow into their lives and to do that. So think about that. All these things, these missions trips, these local uh, outreaches, all these things we've done. And this was the first year we never had to come and take up two offerings for any of that kind of stuff. And people, it's only the beginning. Amen. So as we give our last offering, or we, we give our last tithes of 2016, I want to just say a prayer over you. And again, I, you know, if you're visiting us for the first time, please, I'm not necessarily speaking to you. Nobody brought you here to take anything from you. I know there's a lot of weirdness about churches, excuse me, talking about money and these different things like that. And, you know, so if you're visiting us for the first time, just bear with us. But you see what this vision is about. And you see the area that we, God has called us to. While we're asking everybody to do is your part. That's it. And those of you that have been doing your part, but you're inspired by all the fruit and the different things, and you say, you know what? I'm going to do more. Do more this year. Because all that means is more is coming back to you, according to Luke chapter 10. Amen. That when we give, it comes back to us, pressed down, shaking together and running over. And remember, let's get rid of the excuses in 2017. Let's go forward with yeses to the kingdom of God. And as you're preparing to give right now, I just want to pray over you. Father, we just thank you for the awesome opportunity that we have tonight. Number one, to make a commitment that in 2017, we're going to put you first in our finances, that we're going to be a part of every soul that is saved, every life that is touched, every family that is blessed through this ministry by being obedient and doing what you ask us to do. And Father, we also ask right now that you would strengthen the body, Lord, that you would be with each person, that as they give, your word would come alive, that you would prosper them, that you would add to their businesses, that you would add to their bank accounts, that you would bring jobs and better jobs, promotions, bonuses and raises, all the things we confess, Lord, that you would bring it so that we can promote the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. Speak to your people today, Father, and open up the windows of heaven for a blessing that they cannot contain. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Praise God. We're honored to be able to pastor such generous, such happy, such fun-loving people. Uh, one of the things that I don't think the video catches enough is how much fun we have on these trips. 
I was telling somebody, I laugh so much on these missions trips that I just come back with just some pep in my step. I mean, I just, I love it. I love going on these trips. And I want to challenge you in 2017, in July, we're going to the Dominican Republic. We're going to be going, yeah, to the Caribbean. Come on, somebody. To the Caribbean. We're going to do some work in the DR. It's going to be uh, July 10th through the 17th. If you're interested in that, it's probably going to be around $1,500 or so. So plan for that. And then we also have our yearly outreaches to Mexico and the Philippines. Philippines will be in October and Mexico will be uh, during Christmas time. So be a part of that. But here's what I say to this. Never go to the nations and do things you don't do in your own city. So if you're planning on going on a trip, we better see you at these outreaches. If you've gone on a trip with us, we better see you at the outreaches. We better see you doing the same thing here. Because if you don't, all that does is make you a hypocrite over there. Amen. Come on, somebody. That'll preach. Amen. Well, what we're going to do right now is we're going to close out this portion of the service because those ladies were ready to serve food on me in the back. And they're like, hurry up, Pastor, because we're going to get this dessert ready. But uh, so I want to go ahead and release you to get your dessert. We have tables set up on the side. If you are sitting in these wonderful chairs, how many are grateful for our chairs? That was another thing that happened in 2016. We got rid of the cold butt chairs that are sitting in the back over there. It's a little warmer with these nice soft chairs. But here's what I need you guys to do. I need you all to take care of these chairs. Do you know our ushers scrape off gum every Sunday from these chairs? I know, I know it. That's what I said. This is God's house. This is God's house. So I hate to call you out, but I'm going to call you out right now. You right now, I'm just joking. We don't know who it is, but I'm just saying, take care of these chairs. Let's stand on our feet right now. We, and then we're going to let you get your dessert and get situated. And do not leave because we have our awards and we want to honor some incredible people. So I'm going to give you about five minutes to get situated. And then we're going to give out our awards uh, that you guys voted for. I, I love this every year because it shows where the who the body recognizes as our outstanding servant in these different things. And we're also having our department heads name their MVP for 2016. And so we have a bunch of gifts and presents to give away. So we'll give you five minutes and then we'll start that right away. So remember, it's Friday night. Amen. Some of y'all weren't even going out yet on a Friday night. You was just doing, you're putting your weave on right about now. Straightening it, hot, hot, whatever. Some of y'all were just getting out the shower, the cologne shower, amen. Let's pray right now. Amen, let's pray. Father, we just thank you that we could gather together and honor you, Father. We celebrate these things that we talked about tonight, not as things that we've done in our own strength, but you, You've taken the little that we are and you've done much. And we love you for it, Father, that we've been chosen. We've been chosen not because we're perfect, not because we do everything right, not because, you know, we're, we're, we got it all together, but simply because, Lord, we believe and you love us. And you asked us if we would believe these signs would follow. We thank you for that tonight. And Lord, we ask that you be with us as we bless these desserts, Lord. Supernaturally, we bind up the calories and the sugar content. Father, we just, we come against that spirit. Oh, she got my, no, no, no. But Father, we just be in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I was feeling that prayer. I was feeling that. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine.